around the time Brock McGinn was acquired over the summer, the consensus was that he was going to be the pseudo-replacement for Brandon Tanev. I haven't seen that. And at the same time, I kind of liked what I've seen. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Penguins' next game is Saturday night against the Maple Leafs. And with that comes all the requisite challenges of facing all of Toronto's largely overhyped but still very good group of forwards. Austin Matthews isn't, well, yeah, he does get overhyped because they build him up as if he's Connor McDavid and he isn't. But he's still a tremendous player. Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares, they, they have real life players up front and they play a very 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 fast style Uh, maybe other than Edmonton at least Edmonton's top line the fastest style in the league so what you need to do when opposing them first and foremost is to keep up and what I've loved about McGinn's game to date as part of the Teddy Bluger line, now the Bluger and Zach Aston Reese line, is that he's fit right in with the Mike Sullivan system. He's fit right in with the pace. He's fit right in with the mindset of getting the puck, keeping the puck, doing something smart with the puck. I know that most of the praise that McGinn is going to get through these four games is for having a goal and three assists. And that's that's fine. That's nothing wrong with that. He's also got eight shots on goal. He's got eight hits. What he isn't, at least to my eyes, is some second coming of Tanev. He's playing hard. He's not turbo. He's making contact, but he's not exactly pinballing all over the rink to pile up a hit count. He's been physical and agitating in his own way, but his next penalty will be his first. So... Put all of that together, and the best way that I could think to describe it was exactly what Mike Sullivan said the other night after the game against Dallas, in which he said, we're still learning his game. We're still learning uh, who he is. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment because it might also be mutual. Here's what McGinn had to say himself yesterday after practice up in Cranberry. Yeah, I'm getting comfortable. I think um, every day you're trying to learn as much as you can, and I think um, just throughout camp they uh, did a really good job at explaining everything and going through each part of the ice. So I think it's a little similar in some aspects, but there's some uh, little differences there, but uh, I think I'm getting the hang of it. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. In turn, they need your help. Find out how $1 from you is all it takes to produce and distribute five full meals to those who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. There's some potential logic slash madness in some of Ron Hextall's player acquisitions over the course of the past summer. If you're a regular listener to this show, you will know that I was not exactly singing the praises of the general manager. I didn't have a problem with the McGinn signing. I did with the Danton Heinen signing. Most of this had to do with not bringing back Cody Cece. They seemed like players who could have been disposable in the context of keeping Cece, but what's done is done, and those guys are here, and they're fitting in. McGinn has looked like, to say it once more, a Sullivan-type player. Heinen, even setting aside the three goals he's gotten to date, has looked like a Sullivan-type player. Uh, Very different than McGinn. Uh, Skates more upright, uh, has more of a visible, palpable presence on the puck, and definitely has the better shot release. But when you look at how both of them have assimilated like that through a single training camp, through a single training camp, a couple of preseason games, and now just this, for me, it's not just encouraging but also exciting to think about what can happen with both of these guys. Heinen, as I've discussed a lot over the past week, looks like he can be a top six option for you if someone's either hurt or doesn't cut it. Parentheses, Jason Zucker. McGinn looks like he could make or complete a third line that was outright dominant against Dallas. Their advanced analytics were through the roof, but you didn't need to be Joe Corsi or Kevin Fenwick sitting at that arena the other night to know that. You just had to watch the game. They were all over the stars at all points of the rink, and McGinn was part of that. He's going to fit with that line, and that is not... A small thing. Remember that there were all kinds of concerns about the fact that, you know, he was going to be a lefty playing on the right side, or you're going to move Zar over to that side, and it's it's been a good thing so far, and I think that's a big big positive that shouldn't go underappreciated so far, even if all of us, the head coach included, are still trying to figure out exactly who this player is. When we come back, just one question.
Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners, our listeners, a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. Today's J1Q comes from Todd, who says, Now that the sellout streak is over, is it time to bring back the student rush ticket program on a more regular basis? I'm sure franchises will need to go above and beyond to recover from the economic impact of the pandemic. Ushering in the next generation of the fan base at discount rates might be part of the solution. It is, Todd. It is. Uh, David Morehouse and everyone associated with the Penguins has known and to an extent almost welcomed what happened the other night. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people inside the Penguins that the sellout streak in and of itself was something of a cross to bear for all of them because there were other games, there were other occasions over the course of 14 years where they had a tough time selling the final 1,000 or 2,000, even 3,000 tickets, the ones that weren't committed to season tickets. And you have to understand a couple of things about that. One of them, and this is important, is that the Penguins have never maxed out the place on season tickets. I don't know how many people know that. If you saw 18,500 people at PPG Paints Arena and you think to yourself, well, they're all season tickets because they have a season ticket waiting list. So, of course, they are. No, they've always limited that to something in the 16,000 range because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't just the same people coming night after night and that the rest of the city would have kind of that shutout feeling that you have to an extent over at Heinz Field. So that's one important part of it. So they have had a rotation. The other thing to understand is that, and this is the big one really, People don't know that there are tickets available. This is a big, big, big problem for this team, and it has been for a long time. So they made a decision a couple of years ago to start including in all of their advertising tickets always available. Tickets always available. And they would never announce anything in advance as being a sellout because they knew that some of these tickets were still there. Now, season ticket holders did get lost over the last two years. There was and remains a global pandemic that has recurring implications, not least of which is on the economy. So real things occurred here, and the Penguins had to go out and knock on a bunch of doors, including people who had been on the waiting list, including people who were previously season ticket holders and left. I've heard this stuff. I've heard this stuff. This is, this is the approach that they took in trying to build back up the season ticket base. What's been lost here is the season ticket base. So would it be nice, as you put it, to 
have student rush, which they're going to have for every game now, would it be nice to have more group sales, youth groups, uh, local hockey teams, meaning of uh, the amateur levels, high schools, colleges, whatever it is, to get them in the building? Yes, absolutely. Hockey does not sell itself on television. You have to be in the building. When I was a kid, just speaking for myself here, not that I count for everything, but when I was a kid, it wasn't until I started getting into the Civic Arena and started seeing the game and loving the game in person that I really, really got into it. It never, ever would have happened as a strict TV experience. You could have that with a lot of other sports, notably baseball and football. I don't believe you can have that with hockey. You have to get people into the building. I don't think this is a concern on any long-term stretch. I think you're going to see pretty much as the pandemic goes, this is going to go. And people are going to get back to going out and going to the building, not worrying about, uh, I don't know, all this other stuff, masks and vaccines and politics and everything else that I'm definitely not getting into, but I'm sure it has some kind of impact. And within that, you're going to see the Penguins build that base up, back up. I don't think they're that far off where they were before. And once you get that base back up to the 15, 16 range, then you're right back to just having to sell 2,000, 2,500 tickets on average per game. They can do that. They can do that. But that doesn't mean that your points aren't well taken. Todd, I'll throw in an additional one. Lower the prices. Easy for me to say. I'm not the one that has to make payroll and pay the bills and everything else here. But hockey prices are insane. They just are. They just are. Um, the Penguins aren't an anomaly there. They're pretty much right with the trend in the NHL. They're not higher or lower. But they're they're insane. They're insane. You shouldn't be paying 100 bucks a ticket to go see a sporting event that isn't something truly special. And it definitely shouldn't be for a regular season hockey game. Bottom line, they're going to be fine. They're going to be back at their usual levels before long. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow.